You're with Dr. Darlie Elise, bringing you uncommon insights and practices on wellness, relationships, and spirituality in seven-minute nuggets or less. Today, I want to share with you what I call the testosterone paradox. I'm sure you've observed in both nature and in society, where there are females, males will be drawn. Whether it's elephants in the jungles of Thailand, sharks off the coast of South Africa, or hummingbirds in South American rainforests, if there's a female, know the males of that species will find her. Same goes for humans. Take college parties or nightclubs, for instance. Organizers know, have the ladies show up, and the men will too. The number of Christians that can say this principle of nature is alive and well in their church, Christian university, or Christian student club is small. I call this the testosterone paradox because the Christian faith is teeming with young adult women. Church pews are full of females, but for an increasing number of churches and campus ministry groups, there are few, if any, young men. Think back to your last Sabbath service. If your church's youth or young adult population is 70 or 80% women or more, and if your Christian university has a two to one women to men ratio, then your faith community is well on its way to becoming a convent. This poses various problems, but I'd like to zoom in on two in particular. First, when there are large gender imbalances, young people may have difficulties forming families, says Lyman Stone in his article for the Institute of Family Studies entitled, Sex Ratios in the Pews, Is There Really a Deficit of Men in American Churches? He looked at what he called prime-age unmarried people and their religious attendance, and what he found is that your average mainline church, quote, is not a functional dating market. In my opinion, the church copes with this by developing odd, theologically unsound, and emotionally unhealthy beliefs like, Jesus is my boyfriend, complete with breathy praise and worship love songs to Jesus, and women's devotionals on how to fall in love with Jesus. I talk more about this in the episode, Jesus Loves You, just not like that. Stone's analysis revealed that among historically black churches, or HBCs, the quote, situation is especially severe. There are less than 50 men for every 100 women. Stone goes on to state that, quote, a severe sex imbalance often has a concrete sociological origin, often outside the church. I'm finding that instead of coming to terms with these alarming figures and addressing this enormous gender gap at its root cause, we would rather apply a sweeping diagnosis of the so-called gift of singleness to the ballooning demographic of unmarried ladies in our congregations and pacify single women looking to start families with Christian mantras of wait on God and let God write your love story. Neither are effective or sustainable measures because they are simply treating the symptoms and quite poorly at that. Second, the dwindling numbers of men in church betray the fact that we have not been our brother's keeper. The predicament in which the church finds itself is understandable. We intuitively tailor spaces to suit the needs of those who fill that space. In the case of churches, it's largely women and children. Also, with the increasing secularization of Western society, churches are just happy people show up at all to religious services and events. Never mind that only one in six are men. In the case of some churches I frequented, of the few young men that do attend, the majority are disconnected, sitting in the back pews, up in the balcony, or having a congregation of their own in the church foyer or parking lot. 
Depending on the source, it is reported that anywhere from 70 to 90% of boys who are being raised in church will abandon it by their 20th birthday. And many of these boys will never return. And why would they? We can't expect our boys to emulate that which they don't consistently see modeled. Discipleship done well is the igniting of faith in the hearts and minds of both women and men. I truly believe churches get that, but have a hard time figuring out what it looks like in practice. Michael Zigarelli's article titled Man-Friendly Church in Christianity Today magazine chronicles the strategies of three churches who have successfully reached the unreached, men. They shared common characteristics that may serve to inspire you and your church. For starters, none of them have a formal men's ministry. Instead, they create ways to fully integrate men in the church, as Zigarelli describes it. That means they don't just want men to show up, they want them to feel useful. One pastor recognized that, sharing, quote, most men are more comfortable being on a serving team than in a small group. These congregations are also intentional about creating a church culture that resonates with men, from their websites and print materials that feature men, to the male-friendly decor and ambiance, to the deliberate language. For instance, the author notes the phrase, an adventure with Jesus, is preferred to the phrase, a personal relationship with Jesus, at one of the churches, and the carefully selected music. One worship pastor told Zigarelli he, quote, avoids worship lyrics like, I'm desperate for you, and Jesus, lover of my soul, and other Jesus is my boyfriend songs. Sounds like my kind of church. Another thing I gleaned from these churches' practices is how big they are about encouraging men in the trenches of life, as one pastor put it. Sermons share an unvarnished gospel that is relevant to the challenges of the times, call the men to step up, and support them when they do. And the women of these churches aren't complaining. You'll find the links to these insightful studies in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. See you next time.